Good morning, everyone. Continuing on our learning of Sugi Zimra, we're now up to Hodu. Hodu is a combination of many different sources in Tanakh. Particularly, the main part of it is it found in Divrayom and Aleph, Perak Design. Um, but in fact, is really a combination of Tilim Kofhei, Tilim Tzadivav, and the rest of it is a compilation of many different, a liquid of many different psukim found in Tanakh as well. The history of Hodu is actually very interesting. The Seder Olam Rabbah in Perik Yidalad quotes that they would recite this tefillah, Hodu, or at least a part of it, in the Beis HaMikdash. In the morning, they would say, Hodu Lashem Kirit Vishmo until Atuk of and in the afternoon, when the day was closing, they would continue with Shul Hashem Kol Aretz until Vayomru Kol Amin Vahalal Hashem. Additionally, the Seder Olam writes that this is what the this tefillah was actually recited um, by the Bnei Yisrael during the 43 years that the Aron was not in the Beis HaMikdash, um, right before the Beis HaMikdash was being built in the times of David, a little bit before that time, um, until Shlomo built the Beis HaMikdash. So this, as Rehosh explains, following on this Seder Olam, this is a tefillah, which is really inauguration for Karbanos, for the Talmud Shachar, Talmud Shavayin Arbayim. Uh, historically, it's it's fascinating in the sense that many uh, Siddurim have this, this tefillah mentioned, not all not being mentioned all the time. The Gra has a nusach in Mesechas in the Mesechta Katana of Mesechas Sofrim in Paragidzain, going into Yerches, that this tefillah was recited actually only on Rosh, Rosh Chodesh. The Abu Jaham mentions that we only mention this on Shabbos. However, the Torah writes the Yish Omrim and that's Arminhag to recite Hodu even during the Chol. That's what the Machs of Ritri as well. Another sitter mentions that this tefillah would, would be mentioned as well during during the week as well. Um, and it's interesting how the Nusach, the, the, the Minhagim have developed, the Bnei Ashkenaz in their Nusach have this after the Baruch of Baruch Shamar, in, in, implying that this is part of the Shvach that we're making to, to Akash Baruch Hu during the Pesukit Zimra. But the Nusach Svarat still keep it in as as one can tell when they dive, when dive in, in, a minute, in a minute with Nusach Svarat, that it was actually, it's instituted before Baruch Shamar, which implies that's more of like an introduction to the Pesukit Zimra, but not the essential part of it. As uh, as indicated by many of the Rishonim, as mentioned earlier, we find this this discrepancy between the nature of Hodu and and, and, and the rest of Pesukim in, in Hilchos um, Orchayim, where the Ramah discusses a situation where a person comes late to shul. Um, what parts of Pesukim should he say and, and should he skip ahead to get to the rest of the tzibur? And the Ramah writes that if a person has a, per, a person first to say Baruch Shamar, Ashri Nishtabach, the Halukas. Um, however, if he has more time, then he should say the first part of Hodu until Vuhurachum. That first section seems to be the main, uh, a significant part of, of Psukidizim, which is necessary, but obviously not before the other main parts of Tefillah. Um, and, and even more so, Hodu seems to be in the eyes of the Ramah, a split between the first part, the Hodu part, and the Shir Lashem Shechadash, and the next part, Vuhurachum Yichaperavon. Um, going on to the end of Hodu, which is in his language, a likud of different different psuki, the rachamim, bakashas of takash baruchu, that we're making, and we'll discuss um, how this progression has been has is developing in the understanding of the tefillah. Um, but for today, we're going to be discussing the first part, going from Hodu l'Hashem Kirishmo until Romu l'Hashem Elkenu v'Shtachel Harkashok Hikel l'Hashem Elkenu. That first section, as the Ramah indicates, that's one significant chunk. Of Hodu, of Hodu, the tefillah we're going to be saying, in this, this, in this section, this part of Hodu, there are really eight parts. 
to the tefillah that we're saying in general. It's a long tefillah, and, and it's broken up into many different areas, many different parts. The first part is a general charge and to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu and sing before Hashem, seek HaKadosh Baruch Hu and remember His involvement in our history and the, and the relationship we have with Him. That goes for the first seven psukim. The next uh, three psukim, sorry, four psukim, um, are, is, a, is a, a new discussion where we recall the bris that Kosh Baruch made with the Jewish people's forefathers with the Avos. In the third section, we reflect on Hashem's protection of the, Jew, the Jewish nation as it was becoming a nation, leaving at Mitzrayim. That goes for the next four psukim. And then the next two psukim is a new phase, an introduction to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we'll discuss how that, that flows. The fifth section then for the next four psukim is a discuss, is a discussion, a description of Akash Baruch's greatness and dominion over all the other powers in of the world, over the entities of people, of, of angels. The sixth section calls for the nations of the world to recognize and be, sub, sub, submit themselves before Akash Baruch Hu. And the seventh section, which goes for the next three psukim afterwards, envisions the, the natural world expressing joy to Akash Baruch Hu, who's uh, allowing for the realization of Akash Baruch Hu's involvement in the world. And the last section, which we're going to be discussing today, is a call, another uh, another charge, to praise Akash Baruch Hu to end the Galus and engage in a genuine relationship with Akash Baruch Hu. So those are the eight sections that we're going to be discussing today, and we'll go through them um, right now. What's each section I'm talking about in the progression of each section to the next. So the first section is talking for the first seven psukim, for the first <coughs> seven psukim is a, again, like we mentioned, a charge to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu and sing before him, seek HaKadosh Baruch Hu and remember his involvement and the relationship he has with us in history. And throughout this tefillah, we're going to see two basic mahalchim of how to approach the, this this text. One is really emphasized a lot by the Malbim, which understands that the entire feel that we're making is basically a call for us to recognize Akash Baruch Hu's involvement in our lives, both in a natural way and in a, in a supernatural way. In the eyes of Rav Hirsch, however, it's less of a call of recognizing the intimate relationship we have, but more of our duty to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem through the Torah amidst the exile and hoping that that, that will come into fruition at a later point. So with those two uh, perspectives in mind, we can now engage the text and understand the tefillah a little bit better. And so the first two psukim in this subsection call for praising Akash Baruch Thank Recognize Akash Baruch Hu, call his name. The nations should be informed of his actions. Shirlo Zamrulo they should pray. They should praise to him. They should sing to him. They should converse in all his different wonders. The Malbim understands this mizmor as a follow-up, looking at specifically understanding this. This section is, is a quotation of Tehillim Kofhei. The Malbim understands that this section is a follow-up of the previous section, the mizmor, previous mizmor in Tehillim of Barchinafshi, which focuses on Hashem's involvement through nature. Now, the mizmor is shifting its, its perspective. And calling on the people to now focus on Hashem's supernatural involvement, guiding guiding the Bnei Israel throughout history and that relationship that as it developed. 
And as we mentioned, Refresh understands this less of that, but the call is really a, a call to declare homage, homage to Akash Baruch Hu and introduce, introduce monotheism to the world. That's expressing homage to Akash Baruch Hu and that's an expression of monotheism. monotheism. And according to both Rishon, both Befarshim, the Sichu B'chol Neflosav, the emphasis of Sichu, uh, as explained by the Radak, is a, is a language of conversing, conversion, um, relaying those that those wonders of Akash Baruch Hu to each other, making it a real part of their conversation and, and life. Moving on to the next <coughs> Pasuk, after calling the world and the Jews to pray, to pray to Akash Baruch Hu, we now focus on Yisalu B'Shem Kacho, Yisalu the Pasuk literally means they should be self-glorified in the name of His Holiness. And Yismach Leib Mavakshe Hashem, the hearts of the Mavakshe Hashem, should rejoice. Understanding the thought process of the Malbim, he understands the his halalu, the self-pride, is referring to the Jewish people who take pride in the fact that their actions are enabling a greater expression of Kash Baruch in the world, which is reflective of that greater relationship. And because of that, Yismach Leib Mavakshe Hashem, those Mavakshi Hashem, who are <coughs> who are the people who are trying to connect to Akash Baruch Hu, they themselves are going to gain a sense of simcha because of that. The Malbim emphasizes that unlike any other type of experience of simcha, of searching, where a person tries to find something, he may find, he may not find it, and the goal is not in the search itself, but to reach a certain point, Akash Baruch Hu by definition is infinite and because of that, the search for man is not to get to Akash Baruch Hu, but it's the seeking itself. And that itself, essentially, is the joy, that attempt to have that relationship is the source of joy for, <coughs> for, the, for the Jewish people, or the Mavak Hashem. Alternatively, Rafersh understands it that the glory that, that the B'nai Yisrael, who are also Mishalel in Akash Baruch Hu, it's because they are fulfilling the Ratan Hashem through fulfilling the Torah. And because of that, that's why that's why those people who are Mavakshi Hashem, who are trying to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem, are 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 happy. Alternatively, the Radak emphasizes that those who are among the non-Jews are the Mavakshi Hashem. They're searching for truth. They're truth. They're searching for Kash Baruch Hu. and through seeing the Bnei Yisrael, um, through looking at the Bnei Yisrael, they find that truth. It fits in very well, very nicely with Refersh's understanding that the goal is fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem. The guy, the non-Jews see that experience, and who are those people who are looking for a Kosh Baruch who connect through that and find a great sense of joy in that experience. So after praising Kosh Baruch Hu and and experiencing and, and trying to self become self-glorified and proud of that experience of searching Hashem and having that relationship, or alternatively following His will, the Mizmor, the Mizamer then makes another charge. After singing of Dirshu Hashem Vuzo, Bakshu Fun of Tamid, seek Hashem and his strength, search his face constantly. <coughs> Following in the lines of the Mabim, the Mabim understands this as an elaboration of how does a person have the simcha of searching, searching at Hashem. And the Mabim explains that there are two types of searching, one called Bikush and one called Drisha. Bikush is searching out, but not knowing what the object is, but we're looking for something that's lost. Dirshu 
is a different type of searching. It's not searching for an object. We know what the object is, but we're looking for a way to get access to it. So, for example, if a person found the lost object, the owner of the lost object will be searching not for the lost object, but for a way to identify that it's his. And that those two models of searching, um, the Malbim explains, <coughs> are two different ways of how we search for Akash Baruch Hu. So one is Dirshu Hashem Vuzo. The word O's is another synonymous in the world of the Malbim, in the world in the world of the Malbim as his physical interactions, his meisim, and that's connected to the word Dirshu, where we have something that is tangible, and we're trying to get access to appreciating that interaction. However, there's a second way of appreciating Kosh Baruch Hu, Bakshu Fun of Tamid, of the Bikush of Panav, which is not something that we could easily attain, but it's the fa- fact that we're doing a bikush, a searching, that itself is something that is meaningful, and that's what we should uh, do as well. Focusing on Rav Hirsch, Rav Hirsch understands that this Pasuk is now instructing us with the background of all the praises of fulfilling Ratzon Hashem. Now the command is, the, the charge is to actually do Ratzon Hashem. Dirshu Hashem is fulfilling, is seeking instruction. Dirshu Hashem v'uzo, the O's, is, in the words of Reverse, the divine law, similar in some ways to the Redak's understanding of Uzo, which is a reference to the Mishkan, the Aron, which has the Torah inside of it. That's one expression. And then, uh, with that, Bakshu Fanam Tamid, if a person lives his life according to the Torah, then a person will be able to expect the Bikush um, of Hashem, uh, the, the pun of the face of Akash Baruch Hu, Tamid on a constant basis because he's fulfilling Ros and Hashem through that experience. So the next the next sentence of this section focuses now on remembering HaKadosh Baruch Hu's niflos and interactions that he does with us. Remember the wonders that he that he made and the and the mofsim and and just mishpatim of his mouth. And then we continue. Zara Avram Avdo This is referring to the previous sentence. The children of Avram, his servant, and the sons of Yaakov, who he chose, they're the ones who should remember the Niflos and the Mishpatim and the Mofsim. Following in the lines of the Malbim, the Malbim is saying this is a way that a person should be Doresh, Hakarish Baruch's actions. In a, from our phys- physical experiences of Akash Baruch Hu, we should experience the Niflos, we should remember the Niflos, the supernatural phenomenon such as Kriyas Yamsuf, the Mofsim, which are things that are indic- indicative that clarify certain perceptions of Akash Baruch Hu, like Moshe Rabbeinu's experience, his example, example is Moshe Rabbeinu's staturing into a snake, which shows that Moshe had a mission from Hashem, the Mishpatim that Hashem experienced, the miracles and wonders that were functioning to punish the evildoers like the Makos, in general, that's the, our, our, our opportunity is, our responsibility is to remember the past of Mitzvah Mitzrayim and use that as, as a way to remember HaKash Baruch Hu's relationship with us. In the eyes of Afresh, however, following in his line of thought, this is a general requirement for us to remember the Avos and how they fulfilled the Torah, even though things were difficult. Avram spread the knowledge of the Rot HaKash Baruch Hu in general, and that's our, our obligation. We should do it even though, even just like Yaakov, who did so, even though he was having difficult times and he was in his own galus. And that's the emphasis, in the, in the words of Rafersh, of Zerah. Zerah is like the seed which comes out 
from the, 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 the tree that grows out from the seed of the predecessor, the exact predecessor, we have to be exactly like them, steadfast in our ability to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even fulfilling the Torah, even amidst difficult situations. And on this section, we conclude, Hu Hashem Mishpatav. He is Hashem, our God. His justice extends over all the world. So in the eyes of the Malbim, and similarly reflected in the Radak, this is, again, emphasizing our our responsibility to recognize our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem performed Mishpatim, uh, different miracles to with us. And similarly, the Radaka says, we saw Hashem performs justice in the world. He designated the B'nai Yisrael to be his nation. There's this relationship that's going on. Alternatively, as the first understands, this is all about fulfilling the Torah. So we're now, the Mizamar is now speaking to the current Jew in exile, look, who looked back, who praised the Baruch who recognized his mission to follow Hashem, looked at his past, and now he recognizes that he's Hashem, he says, "Who Hashem Elkeinu? He's Hashem, our God, our God in the, in the present, of even during the Galus, Becholah Arts Mishpatav. His law is His law, His Mishpatim. The Torah is applicable for anywhere, even regardless of time or place. That's our responsibility. And that's the first section of this Tefillah of Hodu. The section, the second section, is now a follow-up, which rec, which." asks the, the people davening and, and reciting this prayer to recall and recollect Hashem's bris with the Jewish people. And as we're going to see, this is going to be either a recollection of just in general Hashem's interactions with us, bringing us to Eretz Yisrael, His relationship with us, or <clears throat> or it's us to remember the Torah. That's the bris, the covenant which we have with the, with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And it's noteworthy to mention that in our in our tefillah of Hodu, we say zichru la'olam briso, which is a, a charge, another charge to the people reading it. Um, however, in Tehillim, it's Zecher La'olam Briso, which sounds like it's a reference to Akash Baruch but we're going to follow Devar Yom, which, which is how we say it, which is a reflection to our responsibility to remember this bris. So we begin saying the following, Zichru La'olam Briso, Dorvet Siva La'olavdor. They should remember forever his bris and the matter which was commanded for a thousand generations, which Asher Karasas Avraham, which he had a covenant with Avram about, which he had a shvot Yitzchak about, which he established for Yaakov as a chok, as a law, and for Yisrael, which is another name of Yaakov, as a bris olam. So, following in the lines of the Malbim, who understands it's all about the hashkacha, the relationship, um, the Malbim explains that this first part, this first section, is a reflection of the bris of a Baruch Hu. Meaning there were two mention there are two things that are emphasized in this sentence in this section the bris that Hashem was created and the and the davar the matter which is commanded for a thousand generations the Malbim understands this to be referring to two different things the bris is focusing more on Hakadosh Baruch Hu's interactions with 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 Hakadosh Baruch, with the Bnei Yisrael versus davar as we're going to see is going to be more of like a tangible expression of something something that is concrete that Hashem commits to do. So the first section of Zichru Lambriso is expressed by Asher Kras as Abraham Ushvasul Yitzchak. And the Malbim notes that this, this covenant, this relationship, is founded by the forefathers. Avram established it, Yitzchak established it. And each progression, each, each stage of this bris becomes even more and more entrenched. First is the Kris's bris, and there's an affirmation through a Shvua, then Yaakov 
when Yaakov received this commitment, this relationship, it was Hamad, it was by Medel Yaakov Chok. It became as if it were law, as if it was established as part of the way the world worked. And ultimately became a bris olam. It became a eternal, an eternal uh, covenant with, with, with B'nai Yisrael. And the Malbim explains the reason why we change from Yaakov to Yisrael in this section, from Vamidel Yaakov Chok and Yisrael bris olam, is because Yisrael connotes always a relationship with the Kash Baruch Hu that is beyond nature, which is more intimate. And it's a covenant of basically receiving Eretz Yisrael, where Hakash Baruch has a greater relationship, a greater Ashkacha over Bnei Yisrael. And once Bnei Yisrael have, have achieved this relationship, this stage for themselves of becoming a Yisrael, then the bris, which we mentioned at the beginning of the section, is fully fulfilled, where there's this intimate relationship of Hashkacha Hashem. And that's what the follow-up is. This is giving Eretz Yisrael where there is a hidden hashkach Hashem through this uh, interaction, and that's what the first section is really focusing in the words of the Malbim. This interaction of bris with Bnei Yisrael. Alternatively, following the lines of Rav Hirsch, Rav Hirsch understands this to be referring to the bris of Torah as well as the bris of Hashem's protection through following the Torah. Similar to how Rashi understands it, that the bris is referring to the Torah, and it was preserved, as Rashi explains, for a thousand generations, he conflates the word bris and davar, unlike the Malbim. Therefore, it's basically saying that we remember the bris, the Torah that Hashem gave throughout, which Hashem created in the past, and He's going to establish a for all generations for us to fulfill. And Hashem took us out, of, Eretz, of Mitzrayim and brought us to Eretz Yisrael in order for this fulfillment of the Torah to be in its totality. That's the, uh, that's the embodiment of the bris in its totality, in its full, fullness. Refresh, um, as an aside, notes that if you look in, even though in our tefillah, the quotation of Hodu in our Siddur, has the word Yitzchak with a tzadi, in Tehillim it's Yitzchak with a samach, with a, with a sin. And that he tries to fit in that in with his line of thought that the word Yitzchak means something that's laughable. And following into his understanding of our role of fulfilling the Torah, especially in, amidst the exile in the Gullus, that's something which the non-Jews and many people would view as something that's laughable, that's something that would be unexpected. But HaKash Baruch Hu wants us to fulfill it, and Hashem's going to say, in the, in the, in the language of our first, it sounds like Hashem's going to have the final laugh, and the Bnei are going to have the final laugh, looking back at the exile, fi- finally realizing that they filled, fulfilled the Torah, even if it's the exile, and that's an expression of the bris as well, finally getting to the Gula to Eretz Yisrael. So following, after discussing praising Akash Baruch Hu in the first section, and seeking him following the Torah, and then committing ourselves to the connection to, to the Torah itself, which is finally expressed with uh, Eretz Yisrael and Gula, we now reflect on Hashem's protection with us in the past. And, and, and for both Rav Hirsch and the Malbim, they're going to follow their ways of understanding this section as they've done in the past. So we begin saying, When the Jewish people were a small amount of numbers, very small, and they were sojourning, and they went from nation to nation, from, from kingdom to kingdom, and 
Ish la Ashkam Hashem did not let them did not let them be abused. And he would chastise the kings for that abuse. And he would say, I'll take him Shikha, don't touch my anointed ones, Linavia Al Tareh, and Hashem would say, My my Naviyim, you should not do evil to. And this is a general expression of protection. However, there are two different ways of understanding the, the function of this protection. Following the, la- the, line, the language of the Malbim, and it's found as well in the Radak, this is a protection that, that emphasizes the relationship we have with the Kosh Baruch Hu, and the words of the Malbim specifically as expressions of the Dover. Before we were talking about the Bris, and now we're talking about the Dover, which Hashem commanded. This is something which is tangible, which we recognize Hashem's interaction in the world. Number one, he gave us Eretz Yisrael, which was a follow-up of the previous section of the Chevel Nachalaschem. And he also protected us, even though we were sojourning and, uh, and, and, and in, a, in, a, in a vulnerable situation, Hashem still protected us. They're not give some specific examples, understanding the Pesukim as referring to the Avos, who are going from land to land, goy to goy, different because of different famines, trying to survive. And while they were weak, Akash Baruch still protected them. Frisch understands that this is a reference to living amongst the exiles. And for us, who are now in the Gullus, to use the past as a chizak for us. There was, Hashem did not let, ish he did not let the nations of the world to touch them. That's a reference to Ish, as we find by Lavan with Yaakov. And he would approve, Hashem would be chastising the kings, the Malachim, like Paranavi Melech, to make sure the Jews aren't going to be hurt. And this is going to be enabling us, as Refresh explains, for us now who are living in the Gullahs, to follow the forefathers, who are individuals among nations, standing firm with their beliefs, and living like a Jews, like according, according to their values. And the Bnei Yisrael exile must also follow up with the, with their, with the Avos, and to serve Akash Baruch Hu through that. So in the, in the, world, in the world of Refresh, this experience of the past is very similar to this previous section, in that it's our obligation to remember the birth that Hashem made with us, and the expression of that is Hashem's protection, which will enable us to fulfill the Torah properly. Moving on to the fourth section, now after discussing the connection we have with the Kosh as we explained with the Malvin, or as the first explains, it's about fulfilling the Torah, amidst the exile, we now shift to a new perspective, of praising a Baruch Hu. And either the praise will be because we're going to be able to fulfill the Torah, like following Refresh's Mahalach, or it's going to be praising to enable, as Refresh is going to be explaining, as the Babam is going to be explaining, it's a praise which will enable the world to have a greater appreciation of Hashem's relationship with us through an edu- almost an educational process through song. So this is from Tilim Sadivav, also found obviously in Devarayamim. The first two Sukkim are a call for the world and the Bnei Yisrael, to sing a new song to Hashem, and everyone should sing as well. Shri Hashem Shechadash, Shri Hashem Kolaretz. They should sing to Hashem a new song, they should sing to Hashem, the entire world should sing to Hashem. Shri Hashem Shemo, they should sing to Hashem, they should praise His name. Basrum Yom, Liyom, Yishua, so they should announce day to day His salvation. Following in the lines of the first, uh, of the Malbim, that's all about, this is all emphasizing Hashkach Hashem, this is a praise that's calling the world to deepen its understanding of Akash Baruch Hu. And he explains that there are two, there are really two, there are two perspectives that people had of Akash Baruch Hu in the past and, and, and still do. One Mahalach is that they don't even believe in Akash Baruch Hu at all. 
And to this, we call out Shri Lasham Kalaretz, just recognize the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But there's another approach which is a little, bit, a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more understanding of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But they, the theology, their theology assumes that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is like the great clockmaker, as it was uh, found during the Enlightenment, which basically understands that they think they know a Kaddish Baruch Hu exists, but he's not focused on the world. He gives it to the other people to run, the, the angels, the celestial beings to run. So the Mazamar now calls to recognize this greater level of Hashkacha, not just of Hashem's existence, but there's this new song, new perspective, Shir Chadash. To see Akash Baruch Hu's constant involvement in the, wor- in the world, renewing the lease of creation, the lease of existence, and it's not like a clockmaker at all. Refresh understands alternatively that this is not about Hashkach Hashem uh, per se, but it's more about re- realizing and praising Hashem because now the world is able to, able to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem in, in its totality, um, after, especially after the Jewish people have been trying to maintain the Torah throughout the exile. And this is synonymous to the Radax in the quotation of the Medrash, who says the Shir Chadash is in, in a, in a Lashon Zachar, in, in a masculine form, unlike Shira Chadasha, which is in a feminine form. And he explains, based off the Gemara in the Tosas and Psachim, who explains that Shira Chadasha, a woman is synonymous sometimes with labor, and labor can be painful, and while it's a beautiful brach in the end, there's some pain that, and incompletion that is through the process. However, Shir Chadash, it's a painless expression, a man doesn't have labor pains, and therefore, the song that's going to be made in the end of days, when there's no more pain and no more suffering, that's the song that's going to be done now. And we are now, as the first explains, envisioning a time when this redemption will happen. And our call is both for the Jewish nation now in exile, and hopefully Shir Lashem Kol Haaretz in the future, uh, to praise Hakash Baruch Hu for fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem. So, in the in this song, we move to. The emphasis of Shir Hashem Baruchushemo Basrim Yom Liyom Yeshuaso. The question really is, what are these different expressions of Shiru and Baruchu and Basr? What's the what are they focusing on? In the eyes of the Malbim, again, this is again emphasizing this connection to Akash Baruchu and the unique relationship we have with him. The Malbim explains that this sentence is focusing on the people who had this clockmaker perspective, and now the song is starting to engage with that perspective and teach them a little bit more about understanding HaKash Baruch with a different attitude. So we say, Recognize Hashem's bracha in the world. If, if a person has this perspective of the clockmaker theory, Hashem just runs the world from the back, from the back end, you won't, you won't have this appreciation or a greater appreci- great appreciation of Hashem's shefa in the world. If you recognize Hashem as being constantly involved, then you can be more recognized, more easily recognize Hashem's involvement and the brachos that he's inputting into the world because of his direct involvement in that experience, in that process. Furthermore, if you have this perspective, not only will you recognize supernatural events potentially, which is more cogniz- more synonymous with the Shefa of Hashem, you could even recognize the Basru, you could pronounce anew the Miyom Miyom, the day-to-day natural events. And those events, you too, with this new perspective of Hashem's involvement in the world, will be more readily able to appreciate the natural course of events because Hashem can easily stop that existence from happening as well, and He wants nature to run its course. So you get a new appreciation each and every day of these events through that perspective. Refresh explains, however, following his understanding, that this, again, is calling out people to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem and recognize Hashem through that experience. 
Baruch Hu Shemal following in with his understanding of the word Baruch, as you mentioned, by Tfilas Baruch Shamar, it means to allow for expression, bring down that, that awareness. Baruch Hu Shemal means to bring awareness to a Baruch Hu, of a Kash Baruch Hu in the world. And Basr Miyom, Liyom Mishu and similar actually to the Mabim's understanding, your awareness of a Kash Baruch Hu can be found in the Yom Liyom, in the day to day world, events of man's life. That's the way a person experiences Ashkachat Hashem. Um, through, while synonymous to being able to enable the ruts of, the fulfillment of Hashem's will in this world. The next section is then a further explanation of what the praise is that we're supposed to be making in the future, or to educate them, as the Malbim explains. We mentioned Savar Vagaim Kibado, mentioned to the nation his honor, mentioned to the world his. Niflos. Following the understanding of the Malbim that this entire song is a way to educate people about Akash Baruch Hu, the Malbim understands that this section is referring to educating the people who don't even believe in Akash Baruch Hu at all, as refer- referred to in the earlier in the earlier section. Call out and recognize Hashem's esteem in the throughout His creation. Just so recognize Him as a Creator who has a who is the one on top and has the cover, the hierarchy. Um, over the rest of the world. And then as an aside, we're saying people already recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should also have a further understanding of B'chol Mim recognize that Hashem can do Niflos, wonders overriding the natural world, which is again push a push for not deepening that, that initial understanding of Hashem's running in the world to an even more supernatural, intimate relationship with the world. Refresh understands this to be actually a form of praise of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in general, um, seeing it within two different planes. One is seeing a Kaddish Baruch Hu's praise amidst the nations, and one amidst different people. Sapir Vagayim Kivodo, when amidst the other nations, talk about a Kaddish Baruch Hu's covenant, his, his power and his, and his ability to control the world. Chol Hamim, Niflosav, when with individuals, that's how Refresh understands people, Niflosav, um, Refresh understands this to be Hashem's revelation of his unique personality, of his interactions with human beings, and not just his power, the way he interacts with people, as a Hanan, as a Racham, a Baal Chesed. Those are two different ways of expressing HaKadosh Baruch in our lives, and that's something that should be emphasized, a way of expressing to the world Hashem's Ratzon, Hashem's uh, Ratzon. Hashem is great. He's mechulal. These are different definitions. He's Nora who is wondrous. Akol Elohim over all the other powers. So following, following the explanation of Malbim, this seems to be another expression of praise of Akadosh Baruch Following in with paralleling with the previous the previous sentence. In the previous sentence, we're emphasizing Hashem's existence as a creator in general. So following that, we parallel this by saying to recognize two different levels of Hashem's depth and wonders in the creation. The Galos Hashem is Hashem's breath over so many different areas of the world, so many different laws of nature, so many different types of nature, sciences, the natural world, as well as Mahulal, the depth and the kindness and the wisdom that Hashem inputs into that system as well. 
And the second expression is for the general people who already recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the call is to deepen that, B'chol HaMim Niflosav recognize the Niflos, the supernatural experiences of that unique, um, of that unique, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as he's able to run the world over any other power and be above nature. And the Pasuk continues, Pasuk continue, Ki kol elohim all the powers of the nations are elilim, v'ashem, shemayim asab, but Hashem made the world. Again, following the lines of the previous sentence, we're trying to explain Hashem's power in the world. Focusing on just the details, the word alil, the Mabim explains, connotes Hashem's ability to, denotes a power which has a defined limit. Nations serve these defined limits, but Hashem's power is absolute overpowering. Uh, similarly, uh, a little bit different perspective, Rav explains that the word Alil is, is a perspective of, of the relationship we have with the Kosh Baruch Hu. The word Alil, in the eyes of Rav Hirsch, is more of a lashon of denying. The, the, the nations, their relationship with these, with these powers, they're terrified of their deities because they're afraid that they'll destroy them and they're only serving out of basic needs for survival. However, Kosh Baruch Hu is the Vashim Havaya, is a giving life, is, a, is, a, is the entity which gives life and creation, a caring entity. And that's the perspective we have and the relationship we have with the Kosh Baruch Hu, And that itself is a form of praise um, that is in contrast to the rest of the world, the rest of the deities of the world. We finish this section by saying, Hod The Mabim following in his understanding of this praise as expressing Hashem's interactions and relationship with us in a natural and supernatural way. He explains that the word Hod and Hadar refer to different different Ratsonos. Hod is a Ratson that is more so more hidden, more pinning, more internal. And Hadar is more of an external expression of a Ratson. And you find this and this then through the Hod, the Hadar, the Fanoth, as the Hod and Hadar before Kajbarakh, they're expressed in different ways. One's through O's through the natural world, which is a set set expression of of, of laws. Another way of expressing expressing it is through Tiferes, which is a way which is like a supernatural expression, which is Mispa'er, which expresses great glory to Hashem through His incredible strength to be above nature. Refresh actually has a very different understanding of this, and it really reframes his understanding of what the point of the praise is. He explains that because our interactions with Hashem, as mentioned in the previous pasuk are with Hashem and not the Elulim who deny a person's ability to exist and they don't want him to exist. Hashem wants people to exist and develop. So this is reflected as Hod Vahadar Lefanov. The word Lefanov is referring to man. Unlike the nations and the false gods of the world, Hashem wants man to shine and express his glory. And that's through Mikdashot, through going to the Mikdash Hashem, through living those values. He can express the O's of withstanding temptation and the teferis of the, 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 the glory of becoming a more complete individual through following Akash Baruch Hu. So in other words, the way your first understands this, while it is a praise of Akash Baruch Hu, the praise is ultimately getting to the point where a person praises man's ability to fulfill Ratzon Hashem, which fits in very nicely with his previous comments about the, the entire section about what the point that we're praising about, we're praising the ability to fulfill Ratzon Hashem, and now we're first saying this is a way for a man to gain inner worth and self-fulfillment. Moving on to 
the next section, the sixth section, after prison, about the interactions with him and, and the ability to fulfill his rutzon and have gained self-worth, we now call out to the nations, as well as to ourselves, to recognize and, and subdue and submit ourselves before Kalash Baruch Hashem Hamim, families of the world, render to Hashem, Hovla Hashem, render to Hashem, Kavod Va'oz, Kavod and strength. Hovla Hashem, Kavod Shema, render to Hashem the honor of His name, Su'u Mincha Avol raising Mincha, bring a Mincha, and go to His Chatseros. So again, following in with the Halchim that we've mentioned before, Rav Hirsch is going to take an approach that this is going to be focusing on fulfilling Ratzon Hashem through the Jewish people. And the Malvam is going to, be, going to appreciate, be appreciating this as an um, um, expression for the world with this appreciation of Hashem's interaction with the world, what they should do going forward. As Malvam explains, this is a, another way of expressing, this is a call for the nations to gain that connection to Akash Baruch Hu. Focusing on the second, the, the class of individuals who believe in the clockmaker theory again, the Malbim understands this call of bringing Kavod to Hashem as a way to recognize that Hashem is really the one who's running the world, and He's not staying far back and and letting the emissaries and His emissaries and His celestial beings run the world. That's why we call Hashem to give Kavod as the Creator for the eminence of creation, but also owes because He's guiding us through justice and His Meshkich over the rest of the world. We then mention Shtach Hashem Hadras Kodesh, bow to Hashem in the had in the Hadar in the Hadar of Kodesh, in the glory of Kodesh, Khilum in Panov Kalaris be similarly means to be the world should be trembling before him. Mabim again understands this to be referring to the the class of people who believe in the clockmaker theory, so this is just a further call for them to be educated. He says when you recognize Akash Baruch as the clockmaker, runs nature but not directly involved, you're only really recognizing Shemo. Like a little bit, we have a connection to the Kosh Baruch Hu, but not an essential connection. However, at least engaging with the Kosh Baruch Hu and trying to seek him in the Chatzar Amalek, the Chatzar Asav, it enables him to then get further to appreciate the Kosh Baruch Hu Bahadras Kodesh, with a more deeper appreciation of Kosh Baruch Hu, his involvement in our world, and that's going to allow naturally cause a person to be mishtachves submit himself because of that recognition, and also be chilu, be shaken up, because they recognize. That Akash Baruch Hu is really in front of them, and while he is so transcendent, he interacts, intervenes with mankind in a direct, in a very direct way. First, understands this now as a call for the Jewish people to now follow Rotan Hashem, following in, following in with his uh, understanding of the previous section. He's speaking to the the, the Mizamar, speaking to the Bnei Yisrael, and he's saying, while the world has refused. To recognize Hashem's majesty and, and, and invincibility, it's time for them to finally admit Hashem's true greatness. And a person has to do this not through just deeds. The person has to do it through su'um and cha, uval through actions, through fulfilling Ratzon Hashem, through fulfilling the Torah. And hopefully through that, this will enable the world to change and develop. And then ultimately all of mankind will be mishtachav Hashem b'hadras kodesh. They'll submit themselves because they recognize that they are a reflection. A hadar, hadaras, Hirsch explains, is a miniature expression of something else. So their man before, submitting before Akash Baruch will be a reflection of Akash Baruch glory. 
feel mipan of kolaris, and that will hopefully lead to chil, which is Rafersh explains not just fear per se, but chil as connected to birth pangs of labor, and this will enable for spiritual rebirth through our our acting of rutzman and fulfilling rutzman Hashem, and fulfilling the Torah will be like a, a or lagoyim for enabling the world to have a greater recognition of how to fulfill rutzman Hashem in their life in their world. We see further, Amr Vagayim tell to the Amr Vagayim. The tell the nations, Hashem Malach, Hashem rules, he established the world and it's not going to be faltering. And while we don't mention anything further in Todu, in Tilim Sadizayin, we're going to finish off saying the, the sentence with the words, he judges the nations with Mesharim. The Malbim following his understanding of, this, of this entire progression understands this as another comment of recognizing Hashem. The world should recognize Hashem, interacts with them as a king, very, very close and intimate. And even if in the world where it's Baltimo, where there's a stable expression of nature, recognize Yadin Amin B'Mesharim, Hashem is really guiding nature to judge the world according to its actions. Refresh understands this to be a conditional comment, really, on the entire sentence in Tzalim Tzadivav. He says, the world will come in peace only if they live in Mesharim, in other words, saying that there is a responsibility that the Goyim must recognize that Hashem rules, and because of that, you have to fulfill your ratzon, Hashem's ratzon, Hashem's will, for the world to ex- to continue establishing, because that's the, that's the goal of our of our life. The pasuk then transitions to a the 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 mizmar then transitions to this almost like dreamlike expression of envisioning the future, the natural world, expressing joy of a Baruch Hu. and the sort of this, at least expressed by Rav Hirsch, fits in nicely with his understanding of the of the entire Bismarck, that the point of this is that there's a connection between man's deeds and nature. N- nature is there to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when man fulfills his calling to live with Ratan Hashem, nature aids in man's kind, in mankind's effort, and it rejoices in being able to fulfill its potential in fulfilling Ratan Hashem. And that's the joy that we're expressing. And as we'll see, this is the um, alternatively, however, this is the Mabim following in his understanding, understands the joy is going to be not in just the Ratan Hashem, but the fact that there's this interaction with the Baruch in the world. Yisbechu HaShemayim, the Pasuk says, Yisbechu HaShemayim V'shagel Aretz, the land will be Sameach, and the Aretz, the land will be full of gil, joy. Yiram Hayam Amlo, the land, the, the sea will roar in its fullness. Yalos Adai V'chol HaShabo, all the, 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 the forest and all that's in it will be exalting. Then the all the forest trees will be singing before Hashem Kiva, because he came. And while that's not actually in Hodu, that's the ending of Til and Sarivav, that Hashem is going to be interacting and judging the nations. So, following the Mabim's understanding, this is all about Hashkach Hashem. Mabim explains. That these are all all these different praises are different expressions of Hashem's interaction with the world. Number one, the the world will be sameach. In the world in the world of Rafersh, the word sameach means a consistent type of joy. Gil is a new, exciting, unique experience of joy. So the world, the heavens, which is reminiscent of the, the natural world, the fixed world, that's going to be consistently joyous with recognizing Hakadosh Baruch Hu's exp- expression of His ratzon in the world and interaction with the world on a constant basis. But the earth. We full of gil, because 
it's going to be understanding, recognizing Kashbaruchu through a unique experience, through a supernatural experience while it's trying to judge the world. That's Yiram Hayamum Lo'o. The, the, the seas will roar as a form of justice to the evildoers um, because there's this interaction with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Similarly, all the trees will be exalting for that same reason because at the end of the day, there's this Hashkach Hashem. He explains that the emphasis of the Psukim of Yalos Sadai is an expression of Hashkach Hashem when it rains. With Mepha is is deserving of uh, this unique interaction with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. His field, the Santa, will be will, full, will be getting rain to be fulfilling with filled with crops. But if a man sins, Hashem changes the Hashgacha, distances it, and allows the rain to fall in the yar, and the forest will go to waste. But in the end of the day, both land, the Sada and the yar, both express joy to the Kadosh Baruch Hu because again, that's the emphasis. The emphasis is that there's this Hashgacha Hashem. And obviously, while we don't have, we don't say it in Hodu, Yadin Amin B'Meisharim. Hashem is going to be judging the world. Again, that's expressing another form of Hashgach Hashem. And that's, that's something to be joyous about. Rav Hirsch, however, understands these terminologies as, again, emphasizing the importance of nature fulfilling Ratzon Adam to enable man to fulfill his Ratzon of fulfilling the Torah, fulfilling what Hashem wants. He explains that Yeram Hayamum Lo'o, while it's true it's referring to a destructive force of the sea, the, the, the joy of the, of the sea is not from the interaction of Hashem, but through the fact that it's going to ultimately be a source of man's improvement through Yisurin, man will be able to improve and be able to fulfill his Ratzon more. Similarly, when he explains the Atzahayar, he says Atzahayar refer to trees that are used for foresting to enable for construction. This is a great joy for the forest because now the forest can actualize man's potential, which, which, is, which, is, which is synonymous now with fulfilling Ratzon Hashem, and then the forest itself is a joyous uh, for that experience. We finally finish this entire section with a almost like a reawakening of the present condition of man. Almost like we've been expressing the hopes and dreams that hopefully Hashem's Ratzon will be fulfilled, will be this close Hashkacha, and now we're back in the present and we're trying to recognize um, and hope that that will come true. We call Hashem, we call to pray, we are called to praise Hashem in this section, and hopefully we'll gather the exiles very soon and engage in a close relationship being able to fulfill his Ratzon through that experience. So we start with saying, Holy Hashem, Kitov, We praise Hashem that He is good, for He is always good, for His good is, is constant, and we call out Vimru, and they will say, Hoshina, okay, Yashina, Hashem should save us, and save us from the non-Jews of the nations of the world, to ultimately be, be moded to Hashem, the Shabbat, to praise in your in your Tehillos. It's interesting to note that the Medrash Tehillim in Tehillim Kovzayin notes that Hodul Hashem Kitav Kilim Chasto is a quotation of the Bnei Hagula who are praising a thing in Kadosh Baruch Hu for letting them go through the exile and surviving. So it seems to be, as Erdak explains on on this passage, that we're talking about the Jews of the current Gullus were calling out to Kadosh Baruch Hu to be saved just like Hashem saved them, their ancestors, as we're saying, like we did in the past, so we could serve Hashem properly. Um, and ultimately, the goal then is, Baruch Hashem, Hashem should bless the nation of Israel for this world to the next world, or for every eternity. And the nation will say, And the eyes of Rav Hirsch, the, the beauty of this Pasuk, is saying that not 
after the Gaulus has been over, and we're going to be envisioning a world where we're going to be saved, we will now be able to express Hashem, <coughs> Hashem's Ratzon in the world, in the world, the nations of the world, will say Amen, they'll, they'll agree to this, and they'll live with this inspiration that the Jews have been living through throughout their exile, and be able to serve Hashem properly. And we conclude, they should, they should exalt Hashem, bow to His footstool, um, that is holy, He is holy. They should exalt Hashem and bow to His hard cut show. For Hashem is, is Kadosh. Again, as the Mabam understands this to mean, this is a reference to our unique relationship with Akash Baruch Hu. The Bnei Yisrael will be Romim, will exalt Hashem because they now have recognized that Hashem is Hadam Raglov has extended down like a footstool which goes down to the floor to impact the Shkachas Hashem, but they also recognize that Kadosh Hu is also transcendent over the rest of the world. And we conclude similarly, a second point, Rumba Hashem al we recognize an even closer relationship with Hashem because not only is Hashem's, we recognize Hashem as the who's in this world and is Kadosh, it's, there's this interaction of Hashem who's with Anhar Kacho, which is a Shechina residing on the earth, this closer level of Kedusha, and we recognize Ki Kedosh Hashem al we recognize that Hashem is our God, we have this unique relationship with Hashem, and that's what we're exalting Hashem. Hopefully, it'll be more explicit, and that's the that's the praise that we're hoping for in the future. Refresh understands this to be again fulfilling his uh, understanding of the point of all this is to enable the world to get this great appreciation of Rasul Hashem. He understands this this praise, this exaltation, this uh, praise of of Hakadosh Baruch Hu to be referring to the nations of the world. The Roman, the nations of the world, after experiencing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the world, they're going to look for guidance and how to serve Hashem following the Torah. And they're going to go to Hadam Raglov, to Harkatsho, which is the Beis HaMikdash, the place of the Torah, because they, they know that through the Torah, that's how they can have this relationship with the transcendent HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who transcends all of reality. <clears throat> and that's the focus of this section. So to conclude, while it's a lot of information, it seems to be really a progression of two different Mahalchim in our appreciation of Akash Baruch Hu. We first begin with a general praise of Akash Baruch to Akash Baruch Hu, to praise Hashem and sing before Him. In the eyes of the Mabim, it's a recognition, a call for us to gain this deeper appreciation of Ashkachas Hashem, seek out Hashem through, the, through, that inter, through His interactions and through the intimate supernatural recognition of Hashem. And we have to Remember that Hashem has done this in the past and we have a unique relationship with Him. In the eyes of Refersh, however, it's going to be an understanding of our duty to seek Hashem and how to fulfill the rest of Hashem through the Torah and recognize that even if it's like we should do so like our forefathers have done. We then move to the next section about remembering the bris, which is in the eyes of the Malbim, the unique relationship we have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that Hashem has developed the forefathers and established as ultimately Yisrael bris alam, where the Bnei Yisrael are going to have a bris of a, of, of a kash, with a Kash Baruch Hu, a unique relationship with a Kash Baruch Hu, a supernatural relationship, which is expressed in Eretz Canaan and Eretz Yisrael. And alternatively, Hirsch understands this to be as a bris of the Torah, that we have to remain steadfast, that our forefathers have been able to fulfill and ultimately will have be able to fully express in Eretz Canaan and Eretz Yisrael. Moving on to the next session, section, we then again reiterate in the eyes of the Mablim, the Davar, the looking at the past and recognizing that Hashem's 
promised us and committed to us to protect us amidst all the exiles and all the different experiences because of that close relationship we have with him. Or alternatively, again, it's a chizak for B'nai Yisrael to follow the Ratzon Hashem, the Torah, even amidst all the exiles and experiences, the same way he protected uh, B'nai Yisrael when they were starting off in the days of our forefathers in, in Egypt. We then transition with this awareness of the relationship or the fulfillment of the need to fulfill Ratzon Hashem, the Torah, in the Gaulus. We now shift to expressing this to the rest of the world and envisioning a world where we could fulfill the Torah in its totality, being or like going for enabling the world to recognize Hashem more. <laughs> we say, Shir Hashem Shechadash. In the eyes of the Mabim, we're trying to address two different types, categories of people people who don't recognize Hashem at all, the people who recognize Hashem but don't see close Hashkachas Hashem, and where our goal is to recognize Hashem more, or it's just for us to be able to now recognize Hashem more through our fulfillment of the Ratzon Hashem in the eyes of Refresh. We then explain what the praise is that is going to be. We're going to tell the nations of the world about this unique kavod and the flows, that Hashem is great, that He's more powerful than anything else. And ultimately, in the eyes of the Malbim, this is going to be emphasizing for the people who don't have this deeper appreciation of Kash Baruch Hu, um, to either recognize Him as the Creator, who is Mahalal and Gadol, or, and alternatively, or in addition to that, recognize Hashem as Nora. And he has this unique experience, unique relationship with the world and directly involving, involved in the world. And he's more powerful than any other being. And therefore he has this ability to have this supernatural interaction with them. And that is ultimately the Hod Bahadulafanov. That's the praise of Hashem both in the natural and supernatural world. In terms of at first, all the praises that we're giving to Akash Baruch Hu are a means for us to recognize for ourselves that Hod Bahadulafanov, that before us, Hod Bahadulaf is possible our self-fulfillment, our glory is possible when we follow the Ratzon Hashem and control our temptations or, and become a greater, greater uh, entity, greater being, greater humanity through fulfilling the Torah, through fulfilling Ratzon Hashem in its totality for the, also for the rest of the world. And there, we call out to the nations, we call out to ourselves that we have to, that while the world doesn't have this appreciation yet, we have to try to strive to Recognize the Kavod Shemo, Hashem Mishpachos Amim, Havul Hashem Recognize Hashem and strength. Recognize His uh, His power in the natural world. Recognize that even though it's, it's only the beginning of, of that relationship, we bring a mincha, we go into His Chatzer, into the closer chambers of Kosh Baruch Then we find Hadras Kodesh, we find this deeper interaction with the Kosh Baruch And then we recognize Hashem Malach. The world recognizes as well Hashem Malach, and Hashem runs the world supernaturally, and even amidst the nature. Alternatively, as first explains, this section is focusing on <clears throat> the need for B'nai Yisrael to the need for B'nai Yisrael to do actions and fulfill the Torah, su mincha, do an action of bringing the mincha, not just saying it, and that will enable the world of chilim yipan of kalarts, that will cause a revolution, a religious revolution in the world, like a birth pang, that will allow for the, the, the birth of something new, the recognition of Ashkash Baruch Hu, that Hashem is Malach and He's going to run the world, and that the point of creation is that's only because if we fulfill the, what is Meisharim and, and recognize Hashem is Malchus. And then we envision a world where the entire, not just the people, but the entire world itself rejoices in the ability to fulfill Ratzon Hashem and, and have that close interaction. The, the heavens are going to be joy, rejoicing, joyous. The earth's going to be joyous, the fields, the, the waters, 
everything's going to be joyous because they recognize in the worlds of in the world of the Mabim, there's this interaction with the Kadosh Baruch Hu, both on a natural and supernatural level. There's this close interaction that itself is meaningful and something to be excited about and joyous about. In the eyes of a first, we, there's all now, now the world has meaning. The entire world finds a function. The fields, the water, the the different things that are in the world are now serve man, are now all serving man, who now is in, in tune with the Rosh Hashem. And that's the goal of all this, all the Torah, all of creation. And we conclude, we almost like re- re- reawaken ourselves after this vision. We say, thank you, Hashem. We hope, Hashem, that in the future, we're going to be able to go outside of the Gullus. And thank you, and thank you, Hashem, Kitov, Kilim, Chasto. We hopefully be able to say that when we say, that we're going to ask Hashem to save us, bring us from the Gullus, and be able to praise you. And hopefully, Baruch Hashem, okay, Yisrael, and all of Adalam, be able to recognize and bring down the Ratzon Hashem um, throughout the world. And the world, Ha'am, the nations of the world, will be able to recognize that as well. And ultimately, be able to remember Hashem, either recognizing the Hashkachas Hashem, the unique relationship we have with Hashem, as He's Hadam Naglav, as He comes down, as like a footstool comes to the floor. <clears throat> Alternatively, now we now the nations of the world will be able to submit themselves to fulfill the rest of Hashem through the through fulfilling what the Torah requires of of humanity to fulfill, um, going to the base of Mikdash and learning from Bnei Yisrael who've done so in the exile and been, has been a source for Bnei for the Bnei Olam for the world to fulfill the rest of Hashem. So, just a, as a conclusion, why this section seems to be part of the beginning of Sukkot Zimra or introduction of Sukkot Zimra. It seems to be we're trying to begin creating an image of number one, specifically in the Malbim's framework, is trying to recognize that there is this unique relationship we have with the Kash Baruch Hu. And this is specifically done through Avrasa Karbanos, as historically was done when we recited Hodul Hashem, as quoted by the Seder Olam. And especially now in our world where we don't have Karbanos, we have the Tzvila. We're going to be able to use our Tzvila to be able to experience that close with connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, hopefully being able to impact the world through it and enable the world to have this great appreciation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world through our actions. Um, alternatively, we're adopting that Hashem should be able to enable us to fulfill Ratzon Hashem through our fulfillment of the Torah, which in many ways is connected to Tefillah, because as we're beginning Tefillah, we're trying to integrate, the, as Refresh explains, to integrate the, the point of Tefillah is to integrate and be able to live them in a proper way throughout our lives. And so what we're doing now is when we say Hodu, we're recognizing that, especially amidst the exile, where we don't have Karbanos, we're trying to be able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and fulfill His will so that ultimately we could have a world where the entire world will be able to fulfill His will. And we start that by davening today. And next time, we will continue with Hodu, starting from Vuhur Achim, hopefully till the end, Mirz Hashem, um, finishing that, that parak and then moving on.